Remember when you first said I do and how in love you were? Then came kids, work, responsibilities, and laundry. Suddenly your marriage became the last thing on your priority list. Are you wanting more out of your marriage? We are Jeff and Mandy Rose, and we want to show you how to design your perfect marriage. Join us on our challenges of adventure, commitment, faith, and yes, intimacy. We want to help you make your marriage more. It's a beautiful day. Sun is out, great temperature, and we're getting ready to head to probably the place that has the best weather in the entire world. Don't you think? I would agree with that. (laughs) So we are on our way to San Diego, California. We've been here a few times. It's actually my most favorite conference of the year. And I'm sure that most people laugh and just think I'm a finance geek, but it is the Financial Bloggers Conference, otherwise known as FinCon. And this is where my peeps are. This is my peeps. Jeez. Oh, you would say that. It is so your peeps. I am so in the wives club, though. These are not my peeps, but these peeps' wives know how to go shopping. (laughs) I'll be shopping. But I remember the last time that uh, we were in San Diego together, and actually we were asked to speak. It was a keynote for a press conference, smaller conference, and the first and only time that Mandy and I have spoken together, and how we actually made it through that experience, I still don't know. Because Mandy loves to speak. It's probably like the worst thing next to spiders and snakes. Uh, Yeah. Like I hate speaking. I don't ever want to do that again. That was a wonderful experience and now it's over. We don't ever have to do it. I don't ever have to do it again. (laughs) So do you really think that you'll, that we'll never speak again? Like you and I together take the stage? It was definitely better with you. Like it wasn't as bad since I had you there and like, It wasn't all on me, you know, so, but I just can't even think about that right now. Maybe, but not today, not this year, (laughs) not while my kids are babies. I gotta, maybe I'll have more time to focus on something like that in like a couple years. I can't say forever. I mean, I I don't know, but I definitely don't like it. (laughs) God's gonna have to change my heart on that because otherwise, negative. It's funny because I, like, I love it. Like I get a rush from it. But there's no lie. I mean, this time I get a chance. I, I usually speak at this conference. I think there's only maybe one year that I didn't give a presentation. But I've been asked to, I'm not the keynote, but I get to open for the keynote. So I get to take the main stage, which is a first for me. And even though it's a fairly short presentation, I am, I mean, I've been sweating bullets for, for you're weeks. Freak, you're freaking out. And it's amazing. Like, it's cracking me up. Literally. Like, this is how I feel Every time I was asked to speak, whether it was main stage or side stage or there were five people, that's how I felt every time. Like, you're freaking out, and it's hilarious. I kind of love it. No, I am freaking out. And just tweaking my slides, going over my presentation, doing the presentation in the shower or as Mandy's in the closet getting ready, and I just kind of walk in and start the presentation and kind of scare her. I've heard this presentation so many times. Like, you're saying it to me in in the bed when we sleep. Like, it's just, it's going to be good. You're going to be good because I've never known you to prepare this much for anything in your life, including, like, the arrival of our children or anything. Like, you are so prepared. You've got it. I hope so. <laughs> me too, because 
that would be really bad if you didn't and did all this preparation. And I, I couldn't talk about San Diego and not mention that we also get to go to my first love before my wife, before our kids, before FinCon, we get to go to In-N-Out Burger. And I've already Google mapped it. I've actually been, we've been to this In-N-Out Burger before. Every time we go to San Diego, like it's the first stop. And it's always kind of funny too, because the first time I went, this is before Uber existed. So I took a cab and I told them like where my hotel was. And I, then I said, well, I also need to go In-N-Out Burger. And they kind of looked at me and like, wait, you know, like that's the complete opposite direction. And I said, it doesn't matter. Take me. <laughs> You're so obsessed with How many times are we going to have to eat an In-N-Out Burger while we're here in San Diego? It's going to be tough because unfortunately, like it's not close to the hotel. And as I mentioned, like it's the opposite direction. Like it's probably five miles out of the way. So... I don't know. I mean, at least once, obviously, but then we have an early flight on Sunday, so ah, it might just be a one and done. Oh, that would be a miracle if so. Because we have been to many, many places that have in and outs, and if we're there a week, we're eating there every day. If it is close, he he will make me eat there every day. Every day? I mean, I like in and out, but I just, I, I guess I'm, I'm not like one of those that would like pay... $40 in cab fare to go <laughs> the wrong direction to eat an in burger. I mean, I don't think it's that worth it. Hush. You know not what you say. Yeah, I guess not. You know not what you say. But now I actually am thinking about it. Man, if I could get a group of people and we can do like a late night Uber run and hit the In-N-Out Burger drive through it would be totally worth it. <laughs> I might actually go for that. We'll see. We'll see. Or just get like an Uber XL and or just pile everybody in and in and out burger. <laughs> awesome. All right. So I did have a topic today that I'm springing on Mandy in the moment. I thought we weren't doing that. She thought we weren't doing a topic, but something came to mind. So here is a funny thing. So not funny, but we have just started a new, a new routine. Kind of like a, we're hoping it's like a family not family tradition, but kind of like a family tradition, where Sunday evenings, like we have our Sunday night dinner, and you know our kids are there. And for a while, we had been doing where we had each of the kids share, like what was the one thing, like what was their most favorite thing that happened to them, like the previous week, and then what is one thing that they're looking forward to for the upcoming week. And so it was just kind of fun to do that and just kind of see you know, what our kids say. And then we added on to that to where we are going to now start sharing. So they're still going to do the best thing that happened to them and what they're looking forward to. And then we're also going to add a either a quote or a scripture and introduce it to them and then you know have them try to you know just try to explain what it means or have them explain to us in their own words like what they think it means. So in our first test of this, I dinner was ready and like I think I was maybe grilling out, I can't remember exactly, but in frantic rush of trying just to get dinner ready, I had forgot to find a quote or find a scripture. So I'd ran to my productivity planner and found the first quote I could find that I thought it was short enough that my you know, kids could uh, digest and understand. So the quote that I read them was, do what is right, not what is easy. Do what is right, not what is easy. 
and let them kind of explain what they thought they meant. And I'll tell you, like my our nine-year-old Parker, I mean, he gave, he got it and he even shared an experience of how he helped out a classmate who had dropped her pencils and, you know, picked them up. And so like they totally, totally got it. Yeah, I would say they, they did get it. I forgot he shared that story. Sometimes he can't be good. <laughs> so I started thinking about, you know, how to even apply that quote to, obviously you can apply to all different aspects of your life, but specifically to our marriage and to your marriage. You know, it's doing what is right, not what is easy. And I did want to share kind of a, a recent moment in the Rose household that kind of caused some grief between Mandy and I, and I'm going to take the take the hit on this one, and I have apologized for this, but I don't think she's actually heard me really kind of give, like, that I now understand her side of it, so. I love that. I have absolutely no idea where this is going. Like, I, I'm seriously over here just like, what are you going to say next? I'm nervous. <laughs> so this is kind of fun. So if, you know, if scheduling allows, if we don't have kids practice on the weekends or kids games, I like to go work out in the mornings. And during the week, you know, I've got to get up pretty early because we've got to get the kids off to school and we've got to leave the house by 7.30. So I've got to go really early. So on the weekends, I've kind of allowed myself to obviously sleep in a little bit later. I don't have to be up at 5.30. But I have noticed that when I get up, I kind of take my time getting ready. and I'll take my dog on a walk and maybe listen to some podcasts and kind of take my time. And by the time I get back and actually head to the gym... It might be 7.30, 7.45, where I'm not back till you know, 9 o'clock. I mean, there have been times that uh, it's been later than that. I've been trying to get back a little bit earlier. So I did this on a Saturday morning, and I want to say I was actually back by 8.45 that day because our son did have a football game at 10. But this particular morning, and usually that probably wouldn't have been a big deal, but for this morning, our youngest uh, threw a bit of a, a fit, and definitely caused some early strain and stress on Mandy and just did not get the Saturday morning start off on the right foot. So, you know, he came out of it finally, but, you know, I was not present for that because I was at the gym working out. So fast forward to Sunday, and we had decided that we were going to the uh, late service to church. So kind of like the same deal. I kind of took my time. I was up early, but I didn't rushed to the gym, kind of took my time getting ready. And based on what had happened previously, the day before, I mean, Mandy just was like, wait, so you're going to go again and I have to get the kids ready and all this stuff. And it kind of turned into a bit of a disagreement, wouldn't you say? I, I would say. You walked in the bedroom at like 7.45 a.m. Had been up for like, I swear you got up at like 6 or maybe before. So you'd been up forever. Walked in at 7.45. I thought you were coming back from the gym you're like, I'm going to go work out. And I'm like, what? I thought you've already went to work out. Like, what in the heck have you been doing for nearly two hours? <laughs> and then our kids usually get up right about that time. And so, yeah, it was it turned into a nice little argument. And you did not see what I was saying, by the way. Are you saying that you see it now? Because I really feel like you never admitted this until just now. <laughs> Are you saying I'm right? Because <laughs> if so, I'm definitely glad we're recording this. I will say that initially, I, I mean, it kind of turned into more than that, but just talking about, about this specifically, I, I can look back and see, and let me ask you this, and I think I know the answer, but 
if our son hadn't had thrown a fit the day before, would it have been a big as a big deal? It probably wouldn't have been as a big deal, but it was such a bad experience the day before. And it, it, there's just so many things that go into it. For well, for one, I'm home, you know, with the kids all day, like Nella all day. And so on the weekends is the only time that like you're there and not working, even though you work from home sometimes during the week, I'm mostly in charge of the kids. And so on the weekends, whenever you're there and then you want to like go to the gym and, you know, like I have to get them up and get them ready or they're throwing fits and screaming tantrums. Like it's almost like I just get so aggravated because I'm like, you're gone all week or you're working all week. And then on the weekends, here I am again, like left to deal with like the drama of Sloan Rose, you know? And I think if he hadn't had that meltdown on Saturday morning, I probably wouldn't have been so adamant about like been so angry about Sunday morning. But I mean, on top of that, it was also the time thing. Like I'm a huge time management person and I'm like, you're going to be up at 6am and you want to work out. In my opinion, you should go work out and then get back whenever you know our kids are going to be like up. I felt like you waited and did whatever you wanted for like two hours and then thought, oh, they're going to be up soon. So I'm going to go now. I'm going to go work out and I'm going to take my time. And I just feel like moms don't get that opportunity. Like, I think that was my biggest point when we were arguing about it is that sometimes, and this could be just, you know, the the people that we surround ourselves with or, or hang out with, but I know that it's a common thing among all the couples that I know is that it's men seem to just like they don't think about oh I have kids so I have to get up and if I'm going to work out I have to plan that like they just think oh the mom's gonna moms are gonna be there like I get up I work out I'll be back I mean it's not like I'm gonna be gone forever moms literally never wake up and think like they would I would never just like get up and leave and go to the gym and not even like tell you what I'm doing. Like I would have to be like, babe, I'm going to the gym. Are you going to be good? Like, okay, you got the kids. Like, but dads just assume that moms have the kids. It's just a whole gender thing. I don't understand it. And it aggravates me. And I, I want to say that like, this is something we dealt with early on in our marriage, early on when we had, you know, just one kid and you have gotten so much better. So, 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 so much better about this particular topic but there are times when I feel like you fall back into that. Like, you know, just like, I guess I'm also saying like, sometimes I wish I could just get up on Saturday morning and Sunday morning and just leave and go to Target for an hour and a half and not even say anything. Just, you know, I just don't feel like moms get that opportunity. But I do allow you, I mean, not allow you, that's the wrong word, but it's not like when you say, hey, I need a break. I'm going to go to Target. It's like, I don't, I don't give you a guilt trip for going. I, I know. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not like you're telling me I can't do it, but it's just this. I will say that sometimes you have this facial expression of, like, you say it's good. Like, if I'm like, oh, I'm going to run to Target, you're like, you just give me this look like it's fine. Like, you're fine. Okay, yeah. But I can tell that you're annoyed because I know you like the back of my hand. And, I, and it's probably you're not annoyed that I'm going to Target. You're annoyed that you have to, whatever it is, that you have to take care of the kids or do whatever. Or Not annoyed, but you're just like, okay, I got this. But I don't know. I, yeah, you're not telling me I can't. But So maybe it is partly on me because I feel like I can't do that. But I think there's more to it. Like, there's a reason I feel like I can't. And I don't know what that is, like why I feel like I, I couldn't just get up and go to the gym every morning. 
Like, because I guess it's because I feel like I have a responsibility. I have children, but that's what I'm saying. Like, men don't wake up and feel that same responsibility. That's it's like different, you know. Yeah, I think the thing that, and I don't know if we still got this resolved, but kind of going back. Actually, let me take a pause, and then I'll kind of tie this back into the whole "do what is right, not what is easy." So it was, so that was Sunday. And I will say that like we, (laughs) you could just kind of feel that cloud hang on us like the rest of the day. Oh, I I hated you all day. (laughs) Like you, I was like, you stink, get away from me. (laughs) There's your brutal honesty. I mean, I love you, but I hated you. You're laughing, but I mean, this is real life marriage people. (laughs) So that was all day Sunday, all night Sunday, and then I think Monday morning woke up, I got up, went to the gym. You probably went to the gym. That's what you did. You probably went to the gym. I did, but I got, went early. This is before school. Got back in time to get the kids ready, and it was one of those situations where, and I'm sure if you were married, you've been here, where... You don't quite understand, like, you want to understand why they're upset, why your spouse is upset, but it's hard for you to just truly empathize with them, but you know that they're upset, you know that they're troubled by it, and you feel bad, so it's like, do you just let it go and and try to go without your day, go with on your day and hope that it kind of passes? Or do you, you know, which is the easy thing, or do you know, do you do the hard thing, which is the right, the right thing, the right thing, not the hard, the hard thing and the right thing, yeah. is to just suck in, you know, I don't know, what do you call it, like swallow your pride and apologize. And did you do that? Because I don't remember this. <laughs> Wait, yes, you did. You did apologize. You're right. I do remember that. I remember. Now you remember. Now, I didn't, like, apologize for anything specific. No, you didn't. You didn't. You just said you were sorry. So I wasn't really sure what you were referring to. So when I had time to kind of digest it and really think about it, it's like, you know, so Sunday morning, I, you know, part of, part of my excuse is, this is what I tell myself, is I'm 38 years old now. And for me to, like, wake up, like, for me, when I go to work out at 5.30 in the morning, it takes me 10, 20 minutes to even get warmed up like like it used to. And for Saturday and Sunday, I'm like, man, if I can actually take my dog on a walk for, like, 20 minutes and kind of take my time, like, get my blood flowing, I, I just... You have good excuses. You have really good excuses. In your head, you're telling yourself this is what you have to do to wake up, but... Oh, sorry. We just passed it. Yeah. What was that? I don't know. Was that an accident? I don't know what that was. But was that a lady who hit a mailbox? <laughs> I, I think we just passed a lady who hit a mailbox. <laughs> welcome to, we welcome to rural so Illinois. So I, I kind of recognize that I didn't have to. I could have went to the gym and did something there to get warmed up and been back with plenty of time and still had time to take the dog for a walk if I needed to and if I was there for the kids. It's just that what I'm probably not factoring in that there was probably about 20 or 30 minutes of me just kind of taking my time around the house before actually leaving to go work out. So I just kind of thought about it more and yeah, I would love to go work out later when 
I, I think my body is more warmed up, but, you know, doing the right thing is, is to not take my sweet time, is to go get your workout in. If you're up, get it done with. Then you can come back and there's time to walk the dog. Great. And more importantly, I'm there for her and the kids and, you know, to be there when I'm supposed to be there. Amen. Let's keep this train rolling. I like it. It's not that I, I mean, I want you to be able to work out. I know that's like the one thing that keeps you going and it's important to you. It's just when you do it like Saturday and Sunday morning and you leave me with like to deal with like the wake up, the get the kids ready, the meltdowns, I just felt like you could have, you know, like in that time I felt like if you were up, you could have went ahead and went and I felt like you took advantage of the situation. You know, it's like if you wouldn't have woke up until 7.15 and then you wanted to go to the gym, I probably wouldn't have said anything because it would have been like, oh, okay, you didn't have the opportunity. But it was because you had been up for like two hours and I thought you were back from the gym. So I I think it was situational too. But I am glad that you see what I'm saying, that you're going to get up, get your booty to the gym and get back. Actually, I don't really believe any of that. I just, I'm trying to make myself look good for the public and want to just share this on the podcast so people think I'm the best husband ever. Yeah. No. Husband of the Year Award. Oh, yeah. You're going to win that for sure. (laughs) But there's nothing better, though, than going to work out and then coming back and your wife welcomes you, like, with a big home-style breakfast for the entire family. Hey, dude, I cook French toast like a champion, but you don't let me cook that because it's too much, just like calories. You're such like a health nut. I'm going to cook French toast. You, are you serious right now? Are we really going there? Because you are so picky about what you eat. No, I'm done. Put the microphone away from me. <laughs> this is over. French toast does sound pretty dang good. I'm good at that. I'm good at French toast. I'm really, like, listen, I don't brag on my cooking. We all know that. Like, if you've listened to a podcast, you know I do not brag about being a cook because I I genuinely am terrible. But I cook French toast better than literally anyone. I've had it at restaurants. Not as good as mine. I'm just saying. So don't, don't. If you want to come back from the gym, I'll cook you up some French toast if you'll eat it. I mean, it will work out five more times then. <laughs> I have to actually leave again for another two hours. <laughs> That's exactly. See? It's like a double-edged sword for me. So that is just one example where I, the husband, the man of this relationship, stepped up and did the right thing, not the easy thing. <laughs> this whole thing was about you did what was easy, not what was right. Oh, yeah, okay. You're saying you apologized. That was the right thing to do? And the right, yeah. The easy thing would have been just to, like, brush it under the rug and then keep going on with your life. That's what you're saying. I, I don't think I would have been able to do that because I was pretty frustrated about the whole thing. And I wasn't, I'm not a brush it under the rug. You either got to address it with me or fight it out because I'm not going to let it just go. That's just not who I am. And now we're passing a giant tractor. <laughs> like We live in southern Illinois, people, where you can't even get to the airport because there's a, what do you even call that? Is it just like a track? It's like a giant tractor. A combine? Is that what they call it? <laughs> Don't ask me. Okay. But it's big. You mean to hold this? I feel like, oh, he's turning. Okay, we're good. Whew. That could have held us up. The joys of living in southern Illinois is passing big tractors. On a two-lane highway. 
I think the problem, though, is you don't give me enough notice. Now I'm trying to think of some, like, a situation. Like, you you already had the situation and started the podcast. So, like, the story was about you. Like, I don't, I, have, I haven't even thought about this. Like, I didn't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, so, I'm trying to think of a situation that I could share. But you're going to have to keep talking while I think about it. Because I, I don't have one. I mean, let's just be honest. I am the best husband. And... If we actually had like a scoreboard of me doing the right thing, not the easy thing, I mean, it's probably like a skunk. It's probably like negative on your, yeah, no. You you are such an easy, you are like an easy outsourcer, like, no. You like the easy route, I think. But I am proud of you for doing the right thing, which was, you're really good at apologizing. I think we've said this before. I'm really bad at apologizing, but you're really good at it. Like, it doesn't take anything for God to just say, you know what, Jeff Rose, you should apologize, and then you do it. When when God says that to me, I say, H-E-L-L, no. <laughs> I really have to have God work in me to, to say I'm sorry. It's bad. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm still trying to think of a situation. I can think of a situation that happened recently, but it, was with, it wasn't with you. It was with my cousin. But I'm trying to think of, like, a marriage situation. Do what is right, not what is easy. Or, yeah, do what is right, not what is easy. I got to keep thinking. Well, maybe we can share it next time on a future Marriage More podcast. And we'll just chalk this one up to the husband wins. <laughs> of course, of course. I'm sure it'll be the next one the husband wins, too. Probably so. <laughs> People are going to start really not liking our podcast if you're always winning. Because the wives want a chance to win. <laughs> Trust me, there's some husbands out there that are like, okay, I need something. <laughs> I need I need a small victory. Give me a small win. Hey, actually, I can think of something, but I can't talk about it yet because it's a future thing. It's a future thing. I'm going to ruin it. Never mind. Just keep going. Well, now you got me in- nope. intrigued. Can't tell you. Can't tell you. Just- I'll share it later, though. I'll share it later. Just not this podcast. It hasn't happened yet. Ooh, I have you all in suspense now. <laughs> this is going to be good. <laughs> Never, ever keep surprises for me, though. Yep, I know. That's why this one, I almost just not, I, yeah, I'm keeping this one. Pretend I didn't say that. Awesome. All right. So look in your own marriage and just look at the daily things that go on and see if you can identify something where you are taking the easy route versus doing what is right. And I can think like other examples where, and I don't always do this, but like I could be watching a baseball game or a football game and I could see that the kids are harassing, you know, Mandy with needing juice or needing this. And the easy thing is just to sit there and still watch the game. The right thing is to get up and help out. And there have been times, like, I don't always do that. I mean, I, I don't always just jump up, trust me. Like, there's times that she's, like, she's got to call me out and be like, hey, <laughs> I need some help over here. But there are definitely times, like, I can hear that conversation in my head of, okay, you can hear the kids. You can hear the kids. You can hear Mandy getting flustered. Get up. Get up. <laughs> this is the voice in my head, by the way. <laughs> get up. So there's just an example. So there are things like that where you can help out. And just, you know, try to figure out what is the what is the right thing to do, not the easy or the lazy approach. Amen. Amen. All right. So until next time. This is your life. This is your marriage. And only you can make it more. Take care.